Welcome to the Women's Football Podcast. Oh, hold on. I mean, the award-winning Women's Football Podcast. And the winner for Best in Women's Football, Small Medium Business, goes to the Women's Football Podcast. Right. By the way, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sophie. Yeah, that is the voice of Leicester City Women and Scotland International. Sophie Howard is joining us on the podcast this week. Hi, Sophie. Hi, you okay? I'm very well, thank you. How, how are you, first of all? Yeah, good, thank you. You're currently up in Scotland, you've joined up with the Scotland national team, so we'll talk all about that later on. Uh, but Sophie's going to help us look through all the results over the past week and a look ahead to the upcoming fixtures as well. And we're going to go back to midweek where there was success for the English sides in the Champions League. Chelsea won 2-1 in Turin. Aaron Cuthbert gave the Blues lead after some nifty footwork, but Barbara Bronasea equalised with a neat volley before Penil Harder grabbed the winner, reacting quickest in the penalty area to give the Blues a big three points. In the other group game, Wolfsburg beat Savet by five goals to nil. Today had the group on goal difference. In Group C, Arsenal had a great win on Thursday evening. They beat Hoffenheim by four goals to nil. Four different scorers, Kim Little, Tobin Heath, Vivian Miedemar and Leah Williamson. And for Chelsea, Sophie, fantastic result for them. And uh, one of your Scotland teammates, Erin Cuthbert, was a star. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all know the quality of Erin. Of um, and she showed once again um, why she's one of, one of the top players, not only in the league, but also internationally and just across across leagues in, in, in Champions League. Yeah, it was, it was one of the, I think I saw the Women's Champions League Instagram page send something out with the top five goals. And I think Erin Cuthbert was was number one this week. We, we, and uh, that's a big honour for her, considering there was a lot of goals scored across the Champions League this week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's competing with the best. Um, but I'm not surprised because that's what Erin's about. Um, she turns up for the big moments. And a class goal, and thoroughly deserved that that rating. Yeah, and for Arsenal, I saw Liam Williamson. Leah Williamson was getting all the plaudits on Twitter this week, and she put in a virtuoso performance. As we mentioned, she scored the fourth goal, and it was good for Arsenal to get that victory after their defeat in Barcelona last week. Yeah, definitely was a really good performance of Arsenal. Um, when you're dominant, you're looking to score as many goals as possible, and they they put four past half line. Um, so a very successful day for them. I mean, the goal Leah Williamson scored was 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 class. I think the crossing from Kate McCabe was even better. I think a bullet. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, Arsenal played a really good game. Yeah, and the other game in the group as well. Barcelona. They still had the group. They won two 0 in Denmark against Kyrgyz. Other results as well to look out for were Bayern Munich beating Hacken by four goals to nil, and Leon putting in a dominant display. They beat Benfica by five goals to nil. So again, they're looking ominous again this term. Um, Turning our attentions then to the WSL for yourselves, Sophie Lester. There was a lot of optimism this season. It's not quite happening yet. What, what's uh, What's gone wrong for you, do you think, this year? I think we just haven't performed the way we can perform. Um, I know we've got it in us, but we just haven't put it on the pitch yet. And um, the WSL is ruthless, whereas... Potentially, we got away with um, not so good performances in Championship last year. Um, if we don't perform, 
and we get punished for it. And um, we didn't, or so far, haven't really taken our chances up top and, and haven't been ruthless, um, yeah, defending our own goal. And that's what happens um, in football. If you're, if you're not ruthless, you concede, you can't, can't win games. But yeah, it's only a couple of games in. The, the season's long, and I know there's been a lot of chat about um, Leicester not being good enough, too big of a step, whatnot. Um, but I think as a group in the camp, we're quite calm about it. All we can do is focus on ourselves, and that's what we are doing. I think at home at Leicester, we're using this international break to refresh our, our minds, um, but also then to, to work hard to be ready for the next tough spell of games coming up. Is that is that the biggest thing that you've noticed coming up from the championship? That the, the ruthlessness from WSL teams. Hundred um, percent. There's just so much quality in the league in the teams. So one small mistake, you get punished for it. Um, I think that makes the league so interesting, and and just the quality is is top. Just because we have so many good good teams. Um, and yeah, every game is a fight. The Conti Cup took place over the past week as well. And, and Liverpool probably pulled off the biggest shock. They beat Aston Villa on penalties after a 1-1 draw. Manchester City, they got back to winning ways. They beat Everton by five goals to one. That had consequences for Willie Kurt. We'll get onto that very shortly. Spurs beat Charlton by a goal to nil. Coventry United... They beat Watford 3-0. Lewis drew 1-1 with Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace won 4-3 on penalties. Reading lost at home, surprisingly, as well, to Bristol City by a goal to nil. London City Lionesses lost 1-0 at home to West Ham. And Birmingham City lost 1-0 at home to Brighton and Hove Albion. There was a really interesting game as well up in the northeast. We heard about it last week. Durham against Manchester United. It was 2-2. In the end, Manchester United managed to scrape through though, 5-3 on penalties and Sunderland, they prevailed 4-2 on penalties after a 1-1 draw at Sheffield United. And just quickly on the Conti Cup, Sophie, I mean, it's um, it's quite an interesting format, isn't it? Because nobody ends up drawing a game, even though it's in a group stage, you either win or lose, whether it's on penalties or in normal time. Yeah, it is quite interesting. I think that was just the same last year. Um, I don't even know about the previous years. But it just it just means that you can't kind of rely on a draw. Um, I I like it the, the penalties at the end of of a initial draw just brings that cup feeling, um, that kind of cup theme where it's um, yeah you better not lose because you're out kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but a lot of interesting results. You mentioned the Liverpool one, the Bristol Reading one, um, but that's kind of the law of the cup. You know, anything can happen. Because obviously, um, throughout a season, there's many, many, many games to play. Obviously, with the Conti Cup format, that it's a group stage, you've got more games than just one, potentially. Mm. Um, but that makes a cup competition so interesting. Just one game this weekend in the Championship, and Lewis beat Charlton by two goals to nil. Goals from Paula Howells. And Emile Hazard in the first half saw the points there go to the Sussex side at the dripping pan. And as I mentioned, Leicester in the championship last year and just now looking from afar, Sophie, I mean, what do you make of the championship this year and who would you be favourites to go up, do you think? I think similar to, to last year, it's a very competitive league, um, especially in comparison to previous years. Um, you've got teams like Durham, Liverpool, um, even Charlton now, they've recruited really well, so they're all 
kind of competing uh, to win the league and therefore get promoted. I personally didn't expect uh, Charlton to lose today, but um, I remember last year with Leicester, we lost against Leeds, so um, they're definitely, definitely there to win the games. Um, can't ever estimate, underestimate, sorry, any team in the Championship. Um, my favourites, I think, would be Liverpool. Um, but Durham's always a very, very tough team to play, very f- physical, and um, I think a cool group of them have been together for quite a while, um, and, and that's hard to to be beat and break down. Um, but it'll be interesting as the season goes on, who can kind of last. Yeah, and as we mentioned, that defeat for Everton at Manchester City did have consequences for Willie Kirk. He's been sacked by Everton over the weekend. He was appointed in December 2018, but this season he's obviously in just two wins in their opening five games. And, and Everton said that they hope to have a new manager in place for when they play yourselves at Leicester on the 3rd of November. A fellow, a fellow Scotsman, and it's, there's been a lot of pressure on him this year because Everton have invested well. They want to take that next step and get into the top four because they've just always been outside it, haven't they? They've always been there or thereabouts yeah. and the season hasn't started well for them. Yeah, I mean, um, as you said, Everton has developed over the recent years and that probably is also down to really. Um, obviously, you build a team, you come in, you, you then have to build and he has and it just got to a point where they weren't winning anymore. Um, I think they brought a lot of players in, a lot of top players, um, big names as well. The question is then how do you make sure that all these big players gel and work together on the pitch to to bring that performance and, and them points. I'm always careful to make any statements without knowing actually what happened. Is it the club saying we haven't won enough? Is it Willie maybe realising that the club needs a change? I, I don't know what happened, um, but it'll be interesting who they appoint now. And it'll, for me personally, I, I like to, to follow like pathways, so it'll be interesting what Willie does now and what his next step is. Um, but as I said, I think the club potentially gave the manager of the team um, a goal and with their only two wins potentially they yeah haven't played succeeded the way that the club wants them to and therefore change is needed um, but again I don't know know the inside so um, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes so it's very difficult for anyone I think from the outside to make any statements on what's going wrong. Looking at the league up in Scotland, Sophie, and I know you'll have a few international teammates that you can chat about this with this week, but Glasgow City have run away with it for the last 14 years. And this year, they're not having it the wrong way. Now, the weekend fixtures saw Rangers draw 1-1 at home with Glasgow City, which meant that Rangers stay two points clear. And third place Celtic, they were held at home by Spartans. Charlie Wellington's last gasp equaliser there saved Celtic from a shock defeat. up at Rangers, Chantel Swaby's had a 10 minutes after the break from Lizzie Arnott's corner. Edge Rangers ahead. Uh, this game was played at Glasgow City. But Neve Farrelly managed to nod in across from Megan Foley to rescue a point. And the game is really progressing, isn't it, Sophie? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think the record crowd for the division was at the Edinburgh Derby. It was over 5,000 there. And the league is actually... Like really interesting this year. It doesn't look like Glasgow City are going to have it the wrong way, does it? Football is definitely developing in Scotland as well, and and that's been really good to see. Um, there's more investment now. Um, there's more media coverage, which 
obviously contributes to that growth within the game. Yeah, I, th- I thought last year Rangers potentially going to um, maybe win the league or, or be closer than they were in the end. Uh, they've recruited really well this summer again um, and, and they're investing. So I think it was a matter only a matter of time until they kind of um, went for it. I love, love to see kind of derbies or, or just like tight games. Um, you just mentioned the Edinburgh derby with five and a half thousand um, spectators. That's a great turnout and, and that just shows how much the women's game has grown in Scotland. And um, as you said, it's it's an interesting league. Um, it's not only Glasgow City anymore. It's now obviously Celtic, Rangers, City all competing, um, not only to win the league, but obviously to go Champions League again. So um, it'll be, be interesting how that yeah all turns out. Yeah, there's a gap between those three now and fourth place Hibernian. Hibernian are f- five points behind Celtic. Celtic are level on points with Glasgow Celtic, as I say, and Rangers are two points clear at the top. And, and let's move on to the international week. You are up in Scotland, as we mentioned at the start, ready for some vital qualifiers there. You take on Hungary on Friday and you're well placed in the group, aren't you? Yeah, we are. I think um, we performed well last camp. Um, last international break to put ourselves in that situation, that position. Uh, we beat Hungary, we beat the Ferro Islands. Um, so two wins out of two at the moment. Big game on, on Friday um, at home at Hamden Park. So hopefully we can get a big crowd out again and just kind of continue continue that run that we're having at the moment. Yeah, and again, a big thing as well that is that they've moved the international games away from Easter Road and you are playing them Hamden Park, which must be a massive boost for yourselves. It is. It is. It definitely is. It just also shows that we're finally being heard, finally being recognised and, and appreciated. Um, it's been a long fight and it's an ongoing fight, but that's a massive statement from Scottish football um, that we can call Hamden home as much as the men have been calling Hamden home for, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, well, we saw the atmosphere with the men's team last week against Israel, didn't we? And I, I'm hoping that, I'm sure you'll be hoping that something summer will happen, especially if you get the win against Hungary. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we, like us as a nation, we appreciate the support so much. Um, and that really does give you a boost. So I do really hope that we can get a big crowd out and that they can help us get that third win. Um so I think we're all looking forward to Friday. You've already had a taste of the World Cup, but obviously it'd be great to qualify for another one. I mean, there's probably nothing better, is it, than playing for your country in a World Cup? No, there definitely isn't isn't anything better. Um, I think it was a great experience for us in France in 2019. Um, I think we came out a little bit disappointing because we didn't do ourselves justice on the way we performed. Um, we, we really wanted to get out of that group stage and kind of make a statement for our small nation. Um, but as you said, it, it kind of gave us that motivation to qualify again and uh, hopefully do better than we did in, in France. Um, but yeah, had a, had a small taste. Um, but that only makes you hungry for more. Of course, England take on Northern Ireland next Saturday. That's at Wembley with a 5.15 kickoff. Our host who's normally here, Liv, she will be at that game. So I'm sure she'll tell us all about that next weekend. England in a really strong position in that group. Of course, they beat Northern Ireland 6-0 just before in the, just before the transition period between 
Hegarisa and Serena Wiegmann taking over. So they'll be hoping for a repeat of that. Northern Ireland, of course, who have qualified for the Euros, will be hoping to go to Wembley. And, and they'll have nothing to fear Northern Ireland, will they? No, not at all. Um, they're going into that game to perform, um, to gel even more as a team, to get ready for the Euros. I think they were probably a surprise nation that qualified. Um, but all you need doing in the qualifiers is win games, and, and that's what they did, and that's why they qualified. Um, they'll be up for the fight. They'll they'll be going into the game to prove a point. Uh, but in the end, they have nothing to lose. So the pressure will be on on England, even though it's a friendly, but the pressure will be on England. And I think Northern Ireland can go in, yeah, as I said, no pressure, just free and just and just battle. Wales, they travel away to Slovenia. They also play on Friday evening. Uh, England on the Tuesday after that, next Tuesday, take on Latvia away. And Wales host Estonia at home. Scotland play a friendly against Sweden. Again, that'll be at Hampden Park. And a nice little story as well that I want to finish on for this week's podcast is that Sophie Scargill, who is club captain at Doncaster Bell, she ruptured her lateral meniscus, which caused severe trauma to the main ligaments in her knee back in September. Now, she needed an operation. She needed to raise £5,000. She managed to raise 2000 of it, but was still missing £3,000. So none other than Gary Lineker stepped in and basically sent her, put it on his crowdfunder, and he said, I see you need another £3,000. It's my pleasure to help. Hope you're back playing soon. And donated £3,000. I mean, that's an incredible gesture, isn't it? To get somebody like that and recognising somebody so low down. Of course, everyone knows Doncaster Bells from back in the day. They've fallen on hard times. But what a fantastic gesture from Gary Lineker. It definitely is. Um, I mean, it's hard that harsh that money has to be kind of donated or funded uh, for that operation. But um, a massive statement from Gary Lineker and, and I think it's very much appreciated and, and yeah, as I said, massive statement. And I don't want to say hopefully more can follow, but because it's not all about financial donations, but I hope the support can increase and um, we can all kind of come together uh, within the world of football. Well, Sophie, that's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you for joining us this week. No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. And best of luck in your World Cup qualifier this week. And also best of luck for the rest of the season at Leicester. I'm sure we'll catch up with you later in the season. Perfect. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. And don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at TWFP1. And we're also on Instagram. We've also got a YouTube page, which we really need to do more on, but we will do throughout the season. And thank you once again for voting for us in the Football Content Awards. It means a lot to us. It was an absolute shock. Uh, as you'll hear, probably, and you've seen from the videos and things like that. But once again, thank you very, very much. Don't forget to subscribe to us on all good podcasting platforms. And we'll see you all next week. 